trick or treat! Oh my, what a darling load of trick or treaters! You're dressed as a ghost, and you are a witch, and you a skeleton, and look at all that lovely candy you have. How very mm, tasty. Do you all want to see something scary? You want to see something really, really scary. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, look at all that lovely candy they dropped. Seems a shame to let it go to waste. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest, the 301st Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. I'm the token girl. (laughs) And I am merely Keith. Oh, no one to insult you tonight. I'm sure we can manage him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay then. Thank you. (laughs) Gives me a nice warm feeling here. So does wind. Wet something. Yeah, yeah. probably, probably. (laughs) I can't argue with Karen tonight. Ah. Me and Faith. I can't prod her. I can't prod Faith. She's not going to throw things at me. I I can throw things at you if you want, just just to make you feel at home. Maybe. Mm. Knives. (laughs) Head of poetry. Yep. Is there a reason why Faith Keith isn't here? She has eloped with Scott. Yes. Where have they gone? You kind of knew it was coming, didn't you? Addis Ababa. Oh, okay. Ethiopia. Yeah, why not? Good this time of year. Mm. Hot. It's not hot here. <laughs> no. It's hot. Oh, blimey, no. It's hot somewhere else, unfortunately. Mm. There's been snow, apparently. Snow, I tell snow. you. Not down here. No. no. Not yet. We'll just get biting cold wind mm. and rain. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of today's weather forecast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, without further ado, Rotund Starship Captains Beside, it's the news with El Presidente. Bay Fett dead. dead. Lucasfilm Big Cheese Kathleen Kennedy has confirmed the ultimate fate of the long since rumoured Boba Fett film, namely that it is no more. It is an X film. It has ceased to be. Yep, mm-hmm. like the Norwegian Blue. Whilst never officially announced, it was widely known that the Originally, Josh Trank of Fantastic Four That's Infamy. That's a great name, that is. Isn't it? Josh <laughs> Say Trank. Say it again. Josh <laughs> Trank. Josh Trank. Three Duster films, he tranks them. <laughs> a Fantastic Four Infamy was... Oh, is, pe- this, is this the remake? Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Yeah. Was, was it fan fortastic? Do you mind? It's bad enough trying to read this. <laughs> well, I'm trying to make you feel at home. Karen's not constantly interrupting you. So. Was Sorry. pegged as director before losing favour. That didn't outright kill the project, as then Logan, director James Mangold, was brought in to have his take on the film. Then Solo, a Star Wars story, choked at the box office, putting all of the spin-off films in doubt. I don't know why. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed mm. Solo. Yeah. 
It would seem the man who put the final nail in the Sarlacc pit-shaped coffin of Fitz is none other than John Favreau <laughs> with his upcoming TV series The Mandalorian. Uh, hello. <laughs> it would seem Kennedy and co are happy and what, <laughs> and what they are seeing of now in production. The Mandalorian and don't wish to create potential confusion with two different but very similar looking characters running around on the big and small screens. Mm. I really don't know why Solo did so bad. I don't know if people, people didn't, didn't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, no, but I don't know if people just didn't want to give it a try. Yeah. Or, I, I think I think I think it's a case of people don't want to give it a try. It was something of a backlash against Last Jedi. It's the fact that nobody actually asked. For this film, well, people never asked. There was, there was, there was. Well, so the, the Rogue One, there was room, there was position mm. to put it in. There was surprises. Solo, the majority of the story has already been told in other formats. Yeah, maybe I, so, but I mean, I do, I do feel that Solo did sort of flesh out the man, the myth, the legend, mm. yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, but oh, the problem right. is, people weren't that interested in seeing yeah. Han Solo, yeah. at least not played by Harrison Ford. There is a YouTube video where somebody has got the trailer, yeah, uh, but has superimposed a young Harrison Ford's face mm. over uh, Eric, whatever his name was. I can't remember it. I do apologise, but anyway. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not one I buy on DVD, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I liked it. I mean, didn't, yeah. It wasn't a Star Wars film for mm. me. It was not Star Wars. It was a wonderful gangster film, a wonderful heist film. Yeah, yeah. it's more of a cowboy film. But it wasn't mm. Star Wars. Nah. I think Star Wars can encompass many different subgenres, but... Mm. Yeah. Next. Star Trek, Below Decks. Yeah. Not content to spread their F- STD. Yeah. Into, yep. its, into its upcoming second season and slipping wadges of cash into Patrick Stewart's Speedos. Don't I still have, <laughs> I still have, I still have flashbacks? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> to bring him back for his own new Star Trek TV series, now CBS All Action wants to bring us something even more animated. More animated than Patrick Stewart's Speedos, <laughs> Wow. There was a rather suspicious bulge. <laughs> the front or back? yes Star Trek colon below decks will be an animated comedy series oh dear from Rick and Morty writer Mike McMahon CBS Star Trek head honcho Alex Kurtman said of McMahon Mike won our hearts with his first sentence I want to do a show about the people who put the yellow cartridge in the food replicator so a banana can come out the other end his cat's name is Riker Mm, very fat cat his son's name is Sagan the man is committed or should be as we broaden the world of Trek to fans of all ages we're so excited to include Mike's extraordinary voice good singing too as yet there is no word on when the series might premiere nor if it will be available outside of the US on Netflix as much of STD is Mm, Mm. much but not all I think I I will be severely disappointed if there isn't a background scene showing a small kid and yes. a grey-haired man just running around. Oh, in the yeah. back. Yes, a grey-haired man belching frequently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just in the background, just yeah. one scene. <laughs> Mind you, be will careful, it be the it? same? Will it be in the same bad taste as uh, Rick and Morty? And uh, well, this probably is probably not. Probably not because you know this is this is a fan- franchise, and we have to mm. uphold the ideals of the franchise. Yeah. But having said that. Again, I am worried that it's sort of maybe going down the uh, Star Wars route saturation point. Mm, yeah. Because we had yes. that with Star Trek, we had that before where mm-hmm. you had 
uh, classic Trek, Next Gen Trek, DS9 Trek, Voyager, Voyager Trek, all in repeat, mm. uh, repeats, yeah. and then we go to Enterprise, and the audience just isn't there because yeah. they've been trekked out. Well, yeah. They've reached yeah. saturation point, That's, basically. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is something different. Yeah. A lot of people might argue that Enterprise wasn't quite as different as it ought to have been. But, no, I'm, I, I am not uh, denying that. Given different time frames I have the same with Voyager yeah Voyager mm. just turned into another next gen yeah mm. when it yeah. should have been something radically different it should have been given the basic set, premise set up yeah yeah but I don't know we'll see interesting it's almost like a Futurama style yeah Star Trek yeah. Mm. and also this sounds like it's actually not about the main Star Trek characters that we see on the bridge it sounds more like to be the janitor sweeping yeah. yeah after some Henry. horrible monsters yeah. just had the, a fight with everyone the, the, the next gen mm. episode below decks below yeah. decks yeah lower decks isn't it Lower decks, below decks, and yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Hmm, but I personally, I'm a pessimist. That way, occasionally, I can be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Okay, Luke Cage. Oh, dead. 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 Yes. Netflix, with their hands still bloody from last podcast. <laughs> I apologise for this. <laughs> Netflix, with their hands still bloody from last podcast's iron fisting of uh, death. Adam. <laughs> have now also killed off Marvel's Luke Cage. Mm. Netflix and Marvel issued a joint statement. Unfortunately, Marvel's Luke Cage will not return for a third season. Everyone at Marvel Television and Netflix is grateful, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Unlike Iron Fist, Luke Cage was generally seen to have been well-liked, and its setting of Harlem to be interesting and perhaps even important for the superhero genre. Mm. It is unclear what promoted this latest axing, though we do know that Disney are ramping up their own Netflix rival streaming service and will be directly competing with the new Marvel TV series of their own. Mm. Others have speculated that Iron Fist and Luke Cage might be stronger together, perhaps with a Heroes for Hire TV series in the offing. Mm. Are Jessica Jones and Daredevil safe? Will the Punisher be seen again? It will certainly appear that we're in the middle of some significant changes. Tune in next week. Oh, Luke Cage particularly seemed like it was doing really well, so what's yeah. going on here? I, I like the first season of Luke Cage. I've watched the first season. I don't think it's got a second, has it? I don't know. A second is out there. I yeah. shall have to I shall have to catch up. The I haven't seen myself yet. Halfway through the second of the first season, it did seem to go off rails a little bit, but yeah. got back on track towards the end. They had a really good villain who they then got rid of halfway yeah. through the season and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. and then we went uh, then we went back into an origin of him that's to my mind where it sort of lost track in the, yeah. in the prison and... can we actually have a superheroes A team because it sounds like they're just <laughs> getting rid of everyone to make their own A team up at some point yeah well we had Defenders which was uh, bringing Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage and Je- Daredevil together yeah. but that didn't do particularly well so nobody's really expecting another one of those anytime soon I think this is another genre that's reaching saturation point. Be, yeah, the bob- bubble could be splitting. You've got to be bringing something new or outstanding to the party yeah. that hasn't yeah. been seen well, in a variation. Because there's there's one thing that brings back a popular character that's thought of fondly, but if everyone's had enough of or it's not yeah. different from another character or what have you, doesn't matter how much it's loved on paper, it may not translate to the big screen mm. in enough to actually want its series. You've got to remember also that certainly the film series have been running for 10 years mm. now. They have. Yeah. yeah. But they're as popular as ever, apparently. Yeah. We'll see how that changes once they start wiping the characters. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing in replacements. Mm. Any addendums then? Oh, oh, 
Oh, I've got a, 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 a funky gibbon, funky gibbon. Unit 1970s, or is it 80s, <laughs> is about to reassemble. Ooh. Okay. Yes. As you probably put it, the audio mongers, Big Finish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have released another, or gearing up to release another third Doctor box set. Okay. This time, including Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart. Ooh. How have they managed to get up to box set five without having the Brigadier mm. in it? I, I've got no idea how they've managed. He's always been off scene or just around the corner. Really? Yeah, okay. In been, Geneva. He's been yeah, in Geneva. I was going to say he's been in Geneva quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't think why he's been in Geneva quite a bit. <laughs> but the, the vocabulary contortionist, Mr. John Colshaw, will Ooh. be voicing Brigadier... Lethbridge Stewart. Thank you, Lethbridge Stewart. Alistair Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. Um, mm, apparently, John, John Colshaw. I mean, John say, Colshaw. He could do a very convincing third doctor. I mean, he uh, can, but uh, we've got a third doctor already. So. Yeah. He, <laughs> they got, the apparently, they got in contact with him because of his work on the audiobook The Five Doctors. Okay, I haven't heard he, that. You were talking about I, I haven't heard of it, and I've got to admit, and he did a passable or very good brigadier in that. Mm. So, on the back of that, they've offered him this box set. Okay, oh. I've heard the promo clip they put out. Oh, I, I haven't even heard that. And, so. uh, uh, it's pretty good. As with any impressionist who you know quite well, yeah. you can hear their voice in it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But still, it's a pretty good brigadier. And I'm just wondering, will we now get an audio version of The Dying Days? Oh. Because we, sp- we had that period where they were doing the old books. Yeah. And I would have loved to have done, to have done The Dying Days, but unfortunately, yeah. um, Nicholas Courtney there then was no longer with us. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that they'll uh, revive that. I think they did very well, though, did they, unfortunately? They didn't sell particularly great. Some of them were, some of them weren't. Okay. It depends on mm. which one. That's my addendum. Oh. I am addendumed out. Okay, I have uh, another one here. Ooh. Just came in today. Derek Showin. Oh. Dead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Former Doctor Who producer, responsible for creating Unit. Yes. Yeah. More or less. Uh, died last week, I believe. Aged 82. Which yeah, is good good innings. Innings. Yeah, yeah. We saw him at one of the Hoovervilles, didn't we? We did, yes. yes. Perhaps wasn't on the best form that day. I think he was a bit grumpy about something, but... Uh, what what series, what stories did he do? Uh, he was uh, late second Doctor, wasn't he? Which is why he, he was there during the creation of Unit yeah. and the casting of the Brigadier and what have you. He took over as producer for the last Patrick Trapton story, War Games, as responsible for casting John Pertwee. Yeah, sad, I suppose. <laughs> Any more? I don't think so. We are addendum now. Mm-hmm. So endeth the news. Okay, people, we have been watching something. Can you guess what? No, oh, three somethings. Three somethings. Yes, that's oh. right. Doctor Who. Pause for music. Okay, first one is uh, the Ghost Monument. Yeah, it's been a while ago now, but uh, we didn't quite see it before we recorded the last podcast. Just the second episode in. Second Second episode episode in. Mm -hmm. Series 11. Yes, and they're all stuck out in space, Mm. floating out in space. Without a vacuum. Yeah, mm. no towel. But we did get an opening credits. 
Yes. Yes. yes we oh, do. yes. Yes, yes oh. that has to be. C- mm. c- can I Go, just yeah, say, you... on the opening credits, how does someone manage to get a homage to at least three or four different versions of the opening credits into one set? <laughs> There's mm. original black and white feedback. Yep. There's the reflection off of the... It used to be off of the diamonds, so you had that distortion. The time star, star field. Was that okay? There's a star streak in it. The star right near streak the in end. it. There's oh, yeah. at least yeah, three, and I think there's four different openings that yeah. are homaged in that so, opening scene. It's flipping brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed. Complete with the nice deep bass music. Ah, I'm a lover mm. of bass myself. Ah. <laughs> there's no big uh, Wataka face in there. Though. No big Wataka face. No. no police box. No, no, it's true. Yeah, no police box, are they? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. They're stuck out in splice, splice, splice. The say... final flood here. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this again: they are floating out in space without, uh, with nary a spacesuit between them. Or towel. Mm. And I'm sorry, but I couldn't help but draw comparisons between that and uh, being them being picked up by the Heart of Gold. <laughs> I mean, yeah, or Vogons, or mm. yeah. interesting, yeah. Yeah. technically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and luckily, within seconds, they are picked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. by two different ships. ships. Yes, neither of whom see each other. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure how that worked. Two of them picked up by one ship to another ship, and the other ship didn't know about the other two of them. I I don't know, but anyway, never mind. They were right by each other, but they're picked up by yeah. two people on a race. Yes, and the last two people in the race, as we yeah. find out. Yes, a rally through the twelve galaxies, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has or something like or two hundred odd stages or something like that. I've initially had something like four hundred competitors. Mm, that's that's right, now been yeah. whittled down to two. Two, yes. four thousand was it? So four thousand. Yeah. It was for yeah. something, I remember. Yeah. I think it was 4,000, yeah. 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 Who probably all been sort of killed or sort of dispatched in yeah. various yeah. manners, yeah. So they end up on a planet called Desolation, which mm. isn't where it should be. No, the planet no, has moved. <laughs> yes, the planet's have moved, which I get the feeling is one of those, remember that moment, mm. write it on the chalkboard, you're going yeah. to come back to this at some point. <laughs> well, obviously we find out who's caused it to, to move or what's happened to it. Mm. And we get a call back to the first episode. Yeah. Yep. Rather surprisingly. Well, considering we were told they would all be stone, stand alone, no links between any of them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah. Mm. anyway. <laughs> yeah, so who was the uh, organiser? Was that Art Malik, wasn't it? It, it was, was Art Malik. Yes. Yes. It was not, not his character's name. No, uh, no, the, it was the actor Art Malik. Yes. Only in it very briefly, sort of top, top and tailing the piece. Mm. Yeah. Ilin, his yeah, Ilin. He, he seems to be master of the universe, who mm. won this rally at some point or other, and yeah. is now making it again for an air. And so, basically, you end up with these two pilots that are left. They're given instructions to go and find the ghost monument. Don't touch anything. Don't drink it. Don't breathe it. Don't, basically, don't, the planet is out to kill you. Yeah, don't travel by night. Don't no. travel by night. So, <laughs> they first the first obstacle is they come across a boat. On a well, you can't say man eating insects, the big basic the water hates yeah, microbes in the water, um, yeah. and the Flesh boat doesn't work, microbes. so yeah. they've got to get the boat up and running. Which mm. I thought was a really nice scene between Graham and Ryan. Mm. Yeah, Ryan's just lost his mum, uh, not his mum, his nan. Graham's just lost his wife, and there's an uncomfortableness between yeah. the two of them. Mm. Ryan doesn't really accept this man as part of his family. And I just thought mm. it was it was a really nice scene where Graham's trying yeah. to reach out. Don't and worry, I'll look after you. Well, I mm. hope you'll say it, but I'll look after you yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought that was quite a nice little scene. Yeah, so basically it's, it's a more extreme version of the Paris-Dakar rally anyway. Mm. It is, yeah, it's meant mm. to be, yeah. A 
again, location filming. Yeah. Like uh, Planet of the Dead, Dubai. It, it's not what you're accustomed to see. Not in Doctor Who, no. Not in Doctor no. Who. Not in... Yes, yeah, South Africa again. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's, yeah, was that the South African? Sort of, yeah, this, yeah mm-hmm. this and the next episode yeah. after, mm-hmm. both yeah. of in South Africa. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. This, just outside Cape Town, the other one... In Cape Town, obviously. But. So, so have you been to that resort that you devastated? Yeah. No. Because apparently it's a water park. It's an old water, it's an old abandoned oh, yeah. water mm-hmm. park. Apparently. And I know they had to have a fair bit of security. <laughs> so no, tourists don't go out there. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. No. no, not a particularly safe place well, to be. Well, judging by the security we saw in the episode in that place, yeah, so I think yeah, so they can look after themselves. Yeah, I love the scene with Ryan when he's like, I'm getting the gun. No, no, no. I, I've trained for this. <laughs> <laughs> goes out, shoots them all, and they come back, and he's like, oh, yeah. oh, there you go. <laughs> he does squeal quite loudly and yeah. quite high-pitched. He does, he yeah, squeals he like does. a girl, yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But yes, so we end up in this compound, and it turns out our old friends, the Stenzars, yes. have yeah. been afoot, and they yeah. basically use this as a weapons development mm, yeah. planet, no. which is probably why it's been moved. And everything, including little bits of rag, are out to kill oh, you. Yes, mm. yes the, the the remnant, I think, believe remnant, it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, basically looks like a bandage mummy wrapping, mm, pretty much. Yeah. So. But yeah. is sentient and, and very fly. very nasty. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and can throttle you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it tries to kill one of the two race Pilots. competitors. Epson, yeah. Eps, is it Epson? Epson. Epso. It, it nearly manages. They, they save him, even though he's been a total git throughout. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but with his his heroic power naps. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that you end up with this scene where they're in this swamp gas. Oh, the acetylene fields. And this mm-hmm. and these these remnants are flying around. And we have a little teaser mm. in the lost child, the timeless oh. child, the timeless child, or the mm. abandoned child. Yeah, um, timeless. They're not supposed to be able to see the future. Well, we're not told they are. So this is supposed to be something from their subconscious but they also say she doesn't know so it's either something that the doctors subconsciously think she's abandoned someone or something that the doctor's been made to forget there's Mm. lots and lots of ideas is it one of the doctor's children is it susan is it the doctor herself or what have you i'm wondering if we're going to come back to that at some point presumably uh whether it be this season i don't know it's just come from nowhere hasn't it this Mm. timeless child thing the whole idea of not having an arc seems to have gone out the window very quickly (laughs) are you implying (laughs) that we have yet another showrun that lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't have to say anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> why he go out of way to lie? But there. Anyway. So they have a nice scene where Ryan gives them all the SP on the rather nasty. What, what gas was it? This acetylene, acetylene, acetylene gas, no. and they yeah. burn these things to death no. in the top layer of the atmosphere. With, with, with the uh, self-lighted cigar, I mean, uh, with, which was yeah. showcased earlier, Chekhov's gun. Yes, I um, did. Yes. Now the actor, I'm trying to place his face from what he's been in previously. He did Epson. That is. Yeah. So he, he did a Broadchurch season two of Broadchurch, which is where Chibnall yeah. worked with him before. Uh, clearly, yeah. But he's been he's, in lost stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah the a, face is familiar. I mean, he's all, yeah, just trying to place he, what he's, he's been. N- in, he's not right. necessarily been the lead on things mm, in the background. A yeah. jobbing actor mm. is, is a is a yeah. A fairly well-faced 
character actor, so you'll find him in everything from mm. Midsummer Murders mm. to Sean you know, Dooley. So Church and that kind of stuff. He'll play a villain that's just got mm. out of Nick or mm. that's right, that yeah. kind of thing. A rough type. Mm. So anyway, we move the story along. They get to the end of the race. They go hand in hand and say, we've duly ju- won, joint winners. Joint winners. Yep. <laughs> so the tent and everything disappears and they're left stuck standing there yeah. and the Doctor has now, a wobble of faith. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that was hinted at but never fully explained was the reason why they were doing the rally. For money? For money. <laughs> yeah, that's... Not so much the money. It's, you know, it's like this or their family or sort of their, sort of their race. It's all to do with the Stenza yeah, taking that, over. Yeah. She, that's one of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. she was um, because she was trying Thanks to get enough funds to yeah. rescue her family mm, from the Stenza. Yeah. Yes. We're not too sure about Epso's motivations. Just, 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 just try out for himself. Money. Yeah. 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 The, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the power. And so they're stuck there, and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry, I can't get you home. Mm. And then you hear that noise, yeah. that wonderful yeah. wheezing, yeah. groaning noise. <laughs> Come to Daddy. turns out the ghost monument is the TARDIS. I'm glad they didn't draw that out. That was shown pretty much immediately we found yeah. out about the ghost mm. monument. Yeah, we've re- in the initial setup. In that very scene. Yeah. Here's a hologram picture of the ghost yeah. monument. Oh, it is a, it's yeah. the TARDIS. Okay. And <laughs> what does everyone think? Um, the... Interior, I love. I do do love the the way it's sort of set up. So you've not got actual doors, corridors leading mm. off, but it's sort of contrasentic, enlarging circles off to infinity. Yeah, but I love that. I aspect. think. I think the actual area around the uh, console is rather cramped. It does look very cramped to me. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think... Mm. I, I, like, I like the fact that the column goes up and down. Yes. I know yeah. it's phallic and that's why they didn't do it originally. <laughs> but I don't care. The column goes up and down again. <laughs> is it still doing that recently in the last episode or two? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Is it better? Because the first time it looked rather wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like it. I, I have to say, though, when she's left to her own device without the doctor in oh she likes crystals doesn't she <laughs> I mean let me build my entire internal workings out of massive great thick crystal I take that as being a reflection of the new sonic screwdriver actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah being that the tire is only a fourth dimensional yeah. creature there's no reason why well, it can't reflect it, and it, it would also know what the sonic screwdriver looks has, like because it could look back through time to see it because it wouldn't have seen it at that point she, she has yeah, looking to the future no, to see it probably she, mm. she has also mentioned that she's got all 37 console rooms are archived yeah. yes yeah so this console room has already been there yeah, yeah so it's yeah. just moving it into prime position uh I, as i was saying love the actual console room not so favorable towards the console no, it's it's not a case of i don't like it it's just not been my favorite iteration that's it I, i'm wondering if that's going to come back and bite them in the ass I I think well the- in the original hartnell console it was run on back batteries yeah right and they forgot to take the batteries out after they finished filming at the end of the season so becoming the new beginning of the new season we have corroded batteries mm. left in the console ah, are they ah. going to forget <laughs> to take the custard the creams way. out <laughs> so we have this moldy pile of thank you you've got it i think um Fine. going off of the custard cream dilemma <laughs> um i think with the first with the first glimpse of it and we've had one other internal shot i think it's hard to actually judge how much space and what it looks like because it's all been fairly close up and mm. it's all been fairly quick so yeah, far. Yeah. I think until we have a long series of scenes inside the console room, that's when we'll get a better idea of the mm. perspective of it and the actual... And the question, the question is, well, when will the next studio tours be? <laughs> well, yeah, indeed. Yeah. 
I think we're going to jump ahead a bit, but I think in episode, what was the latest one, four? Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a better yeah. view of it. Yeah. I hear rumours it wasn't actually complete when they were filming it initially. Yeah. Which is why it's so dark. Could uh, be, yeah. <laughs> like a bit the reverse of the Sylvester McCoy thing where they just got rid of the set, so yeah. they made it dark. Here, yeah. they're building the set still, so it's a bit dark. Certainly by the fourth episode, there appears to be more detail around the base of the, the yeah. dais. Yeah, yeah. you've um, got the Gallifreyan writing. Yeah, which, which I never noticed symbols. before, which maybe wasn't actually there before. <laughs> well, I noticed on the first, re watching the Ghost Monument as she first comes in, there's almost like stepping stones yeah. between the door and the yeah. console room. You've got these the, kind the, of like hexagonal pa- yeah, uh, patterns mm. that get bigger and bigger, and the black void. Now, obviously, that black void is going to get filled in at some point, I would imagine. Or, maybe, maybe, yeah, not. maybe not. But it's obviously not a void void, it's just mm. darkness. No. So the the floor is definitely a lot more interesting. Have no idea about the ceiling yet. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Be nice if you saw her walk around the other side of the police box bit. Mm. Yeah, because now it is black there. Yeah, theory there could be a room the other side of the door. Yeah, yeah. why not? Well, as I, as I said, from what I've seen, what I've understand, it is uh, layered. Yeah, yeah. You got sort of like contracentric rings coming out. Because as she the, comes yeah. in, you can see that they, they do remind me of the old Tom Baker story where he had his president's room done up yeah. with it. But you can see they're staggered and there yeah. is space between them. Yeah, you but can walk. So bet- that you can will walk be used, I suspect, at some point. Yeah, there's no reason why the the police box shell of which is now a pretty much a full shell on the yeah. inside that has to be the edge of the room. Yeah, you could walk behind that and carry on. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but uh, for the That'd be a nice the, the first story was a regeneration story, whether it's a male or female doctor. The first story, it's very hard to judge the doctor's character by because they're yeah. all up the creek. Yeah. Um, this one, I quite liked it, and you start to see a bit more of the character. Yeah. I like the fact that, like some of the other doctors, there's the doubt in the self and the insecurities that come with the regeneration. But I also like that very quickly, the three companions, because they've been chucked into space, <laughs> Mm. and I want an alien panic know that she's there get home they get out of jail Mm, like supporting her like no 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 you could do it you could do it they fairly quickly built faith in her yeah Mm. Two things I think I'd like to point out. One, because Cameron isn't here, yep. is the flourish when using the screwdriver. Oh, I love the flourish. Mm. <laughs> A lot of people seem to hate it, but I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, one line from Graham, we'll put, I wish people would stop putting things mm. in me without <laughs> oh, yeah. my permission. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they get to keep those? <laughs> I say, I'll tell you what, if I doubt me that, and she said, no, I want to keep this. I want to be able to like, understand well. everything. Yeah. Because she'll work back on Earth when yeah. she's. I like. I have to say, I like Graham because he is asking those sorted questions. I will. I want to come back to Graham on the summing up, but yes, I I do like. Also, I liked not quite first scene, but first scene where you see the Doctor on the on the ships. Where she's basically arguing with Epso. Yeah, yeah. You get is it Yaz, wasn't it? Uh, mm. yeah, see her up. come round and just find the Doctor battling. With yeah, in, the, in mid adventure. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry, I forgot you were there. Yes, we're going to be <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to die. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, yeah. for a second story, I enjoyed it. It's pretty substantial in many ways in terms yeah, of storyline, but was. it was quite good to to see them on an alien planet with new people. It was, did his job. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. Job quite well. I have seen worse stories to progress the plot. Again, this one just progressed us to get into the TARDIS, but did it nicely. Yeah, and cinematic looking again. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's keeping that trend going, which is good. Obviously, money had been, been spent on it. But that's episode two. We're going to take a quick break before we go to episode three, but I think we have something in the meantime. 
Hello. As Halloween is coming up, or has gone by the time you're listening to this, yes. uh, I'd like to point out a 30-second recommendation. Ooh. The Netflix Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House is a Netflix show that is approximately 10 episodes long, each episode one hour. I recommend to watch it because it is a fantastic haunted house story. It has at least one good major scare per episode. It's basically the story of a family moving into an old house to fix it up and sell it on. The actions are twofold. It takes place uh, 26 years ago and present day. So you have the family as they moved in and then you see the repercussions of their experiences in that house. Uh, It's based on a 1956 book, I believe, that was filmed as The Haunting in 1960s, which was a glorious old black and white film, and then refilmed as The Haunting in 1999 as a CGI extravaganza with Liam Nielsen and Catherine Zeta-Jones. The children in it are fantastic. They have lucked out again on the acting ability of these children. Watch it. Please watch it. That's about two minutes, isn't it? <laughs> two minutes, yeah. <laughs> Will it be a wine and cheese evening? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. It's it's worthy of a wine and cheese evening. Mm-hmm. And so the, 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 the original black and white, I believe, was... I used to have a copy of The, uh, yeah, the Haunting, the yeah. uh, 1999 version. The, the, yeah. the original black and white one was a Robert Wise film, mm-hmm. I believe, and it was a case of you didn't see anything. It was all implied. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. weren't sure whether there was an actual ghost or it's our main character going slowly mad. <laughs> but one of the things I do like the fact that they've done is there are ghosts hidden in the background. You'll have the action going on ahead in, in front of you. The camera pans around and as it pans around you will just see a white faced figure standing in the shadows. When the camera pans back the it's figure's gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> right, back to Doctor Who again. Yep. Indeed. This time episode 3 of season 11, Rosa. 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 Oh my. <laughs> um, yes. How can I sum this up? I've had many experiences watching Doctor Who. When I was smaller, I was probably scared. I have been I have been annoyed with it. I've laughed at it. I've been intrigued by it. I think this is the first time I actually felt uncomfortable. Really? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly by the by the subject matter. Yeah. It was a very emotive subject to touch upon. And as a summary, sort of watching it, it gives you an idea of how sort of the ugly face of racism mm. at that time. Yeah. Mm. It was literally institutionalised racism. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. It's been interesting reading some of the Facebook comments and it affected, or it seems to have affected more Americans than it has Brits. Mm. I suppose in the way, if there was something made about slavery yeah. and the British side of slavery because I know we weren't the only ones involved and some of them seem to have felt that it was filmed in such a way as to have a jibe at them and I've not seen yeah. that I'm and I surprised I didn't I, see that, I didn't feel that at all I, I did put in one of the comments that, yeah, unfortunately history does have a habit of not being very good when we look back on it yeah. mm. from what I can make out it didn't overplay any of it. It was what it was like. From, from, well, that's it. But yeah. even so, there were some very ugly scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, no, that's it. But mm. it's, it, They were it, justifiably it ugly. It didn't that's... have to yeah. overemphasize it for any reason of dramat- mm. dramatising um, it. It was... 
Yeah, I believe Karen had a conversation with uh, both Naya and Catherine, I think, about this. And their response was, yeah, that's more or less how Mm. it was. Mm. Probably, yeah. Obviously, hard to know for sure, but yeah. it's I mean, probably well documented. It's within living memory. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's it may be within I mean, living memory, but how can anything sort of like that be permissible? <laughs> because, because society says it's okay. Yeah, because yeah. It, it's the norm, unfortunately, yeah. for that part of, of America. Not all of America by a long shot. No, no, but anyway, I I knew. Some of the story of Rosa Parks, I think a lot of people know a lot. Some of the yeah, story of Rosa Parks. Out by I now. didn't yeah. know she was activist. Isn't necessarily the right word, but I didn't know she knew Martin Luther King and was no. already involved in in, in, in the circles, movement in, in those circles. Yeah. So that was quite interesting. It makes more sense her actions. Yeah, it does. I thought the actress played her extraordinarily well. A woman who was very proud. I don't mean in an arrogant way, no. but. Well-educated woman, but a woman that sort of like wants to change the system but was tired Mm. of the system she was in. It really was a very powerful performance. Yes. Mm. I Mm. liked the mix between Ryan and Yaz as well, particularly as you've got two people of colour. One is black Mm -hmm. and the other one is, is, well, yes, (laughs) Indian but Mexican in this. And they are treated differently in this day and age as well as then. And his upbringing and what's happened to him when he's younger is obviously different to her and reflected in in that conversation in the Mm. alleyway in that she can Mm. see what's happened as being a progress. He's looking at it as things haven't changed. He goes away and and realises that actually things... aren't good but they have changed but the other thing I really like about this one and I also find it disturbing is that the bad guys are human yeah Mm. and we're still as stupidly racist and bigoted x amount a million years into the future as now it's part of human nature you for whatever reason, it's an instinctive thing to survive and everyone that's not in your tribe or doesn't look as part of your tribe or what have you is. can be the enemy. And that, that instinctual level doesn't seem to go away it's, no matter how we, well, wrong we know that, it is. That is that's, I do have an issue with that. I don't think that's going to be true in the 76th well, century it, or whatever. It's xenophobia, that's what it is. It's yeah. something... Uh, not just the we, fear of aliens, it's the fear of sort of people who are different from yourself. It's something that was touched upon in the latest episode of uh, The Good Place. Okay, I've seen it, I can't remember it's, what you're referring yeah, to. The, you, your, 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 your basic first attitude is me. Mm. We, you, we expand out to us against them. We then go to the lower pose, everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've yet to get to everybody. We're just about com- coping with us against them. Yeah, but I would think in a future where there are so many different alien life forms, if you are going to be racist or whatever the term would be at that point, you'd be humans against the aliens, yeah. not this particular subset of humans. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, saw, I, I mean, just can't see that myself. I get the feeling that you know, he's, he's the exception to the rule because I, he obviously goes around killing one, two, three, forty billion people kind of stuff. 2,000, but I, <laughs> yeah. what, maybe, well, maybe he's from yeah. the future. Yeah. Mm. What, what I, it's possible. We don't know. I, mm. I, I do. He's got time. Time travel take. Yeah, yeah. I it doesn't do, mean he's from the future. I do get the feeling that uh, what happened to him might be come back to bite them in the arse later. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting way to get rid of him. Yeah, I was surprised that the doctor didn't have something to say about that. Yeah, she wasn't there. She wasn't during, there at the time. The, so. uh, the event of him being uh, pushed back in time. Apparently, mm. going back to what we were just discussing about xenophobia and sort of fear of outsiders, I was reminded of a book that I read when I was, uh, when I was a teenager. 
It goes to show sort of xenophobia can sort of occur in many forms. It doesn't have to be the colour of your skin. No. The protagonist of this book was fighting against this sort of basically sort of a humans only sort of uh, extremist organisation called the Stars for Ma- for, uh, for Man League. Mm-hmm. They were saying sort of you know, sort of aliens are sort of you know, sort of ransacking the you know, sort of you know, sort of warehouse of human knowledge. Also, I'd like to point out it may not be relevant and it may just be merely a coincidence, but Time Tech and Captain Jack was yeah. from the fifty first century. Mm-hmm. In the 50th century, we had drill and the Icelandic alliance and the starvation riots. Mm, That's true. Uh, Mangus Grill was worried about time agents. So you don't necessarily know what happened. Things may have regressed. There may have been catastrophe, worldwide famine. So you're now starting to concentrate on yourself and your partners and people you trust Mm. and know. And the outsider could be the next continent. The outsider could be... Still hard to believe by the 50th century that humanity isn't spread around a lot. He's not discovered to be all white people in any particular area oh no no we've gone the long way but it's i I think there's certain survivalist instincts that some people will always go to their base element shall we say but that that takes us off the part of the story yeah the story itself i found typical isn't it yeah i i I thought this was a really good story in that it was an old-fashioned story this is it's the meddling monk this, yeah, yeah. It, in some well, ways, this in, is in going back. Speaking, this yes. is going back to the reign of terror days. This mm. is going back to the meddling monk and that <laughs> kind of stuff. And I and I enjoyed that. I yeah. liked that. I, I would like to point out that. Um, as I've said before, I, I frequent the reactionists mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have a few reaction videos to this. And what I find so amusing is they're sitting there going, oh, this is like uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, this is like Timeless. It's definitely Timeless. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, no, no, that's like original Timeless is like mm. original Who. <laughs> to an extent, although Doctor didn't do it very often. No, it didn't do it very no. often, but it did do it. It did. I mean, this is very much along the lines of Quantum Leap, sort of pushing yeah. it all well, basically sort of keeping keeping time on track I thought the way it was handled at the end that they become part of the situation the doctor making sure they didn't get up and Graham yeah. oh my god yeah. Graham because mm. he was all, he almost became the white person she had to get up for it was you could see because his character would have been around when no Irish no blacks and no dogs in Britain and that kind of stuff and he would have seen not the same level of racism in the segregation the, buses but he would have seen he nice would have seen the yeah. casual racism and you when know the effect child, it had, yeah. had here as a child yeah. And I get the feeling he's a very open-minded person by the fact that he's got a black wife. You know, he's he's not a racist in himself. You could see the discomfort and... I don't want to be I part of this. I don't want to be part of this. And mm. it was such a powerful yeah. scene. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He was definitely the most valuable companion, mm. I think, in yeah. terms oh, of yeah. uh, that stuff. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? That he's the one companion who wouldn't have a problem living in that time yeah to some extent yeah but he's the one who perhaps felt it the hardest yeah Yeah. one thing i did notice was um ryan i mean okay sort of he experienced the uh, racism sort of firsthand whereas with Mm. yaz she experienced it to but to a lesser degree yeah she could get on the front of the bus there wasn't that overt hostility towards her yeah they didn't really know how to pigeonhole her did they well they thought she was mexican yeah Yeah, because she's pale skin so therefore she isn't black Mm -hmm. or colored as they called it back then yeah so yeah they thought she's mexican and it's almost like halfway house i suppose mm-hmm. you know in a very derogatory term but yeah. yeah it's like well you're not black 
So yeah. I suppose but we have to treat again, you as, yeah. yeah. We, we, we treat yeah. you as a higher class, but you're not white, so you yeah. can't... The one thing it did seem to do, it seemed to have produced a lot of um, debates between kids and parents yeah. and that oh, watching yeah. this. Mm. And there's been people saying that this actually did fill in some gaps and educated them, which they hadn't been aware of some aspects of it. And it had triggered discussions with younger children. And, and I thought that's what... Doctor Who should, in some respect, as its educational role. If, if you know, the, uh, the original remit, wasn't it? It is. I mm. mean, you wouldn't necessarily be wanting to do that every single week, and it'd no. become a bit tedious and that. Definitely, but I yeah, thought yeah. it was very well it's done. Like it did have a foothold in. It yeah. was almost like a heart back to what Doctor Who was was like once. Not that I'd want that every <laughs> single week, as I say, but it's nice to see it Not for the first time in a long time. Doctor Who tackled racism in a very no. good way, generally. <laughs> No, no, but yeah. that whole going back and yeah. looking at historical... Yeah. looking at history. Yeah, yeah. And, and making people if, question. If I had a complaint about it, it would be that it made the Doctor feel utterly powerless. Yeah. Mm. And that's the problem. It's a real-world problem they're dealing with in yeah. this episode. Yeah. And the Doctor can't deal with real-world problems. No. The Doctor can fight away alien invasions, snap of the fingers. But in a situation like this, you want her to step up and just grab them and tell them to stop being idiots, stop being racist, what have you. Mm-hmm. But she can't. She can't. I mean, well, at that point in time, it's laws of time. They, they can't change oh, what's no. there. I don't know. It's, actually, there was no mention at all of fixed points in time, which, no. surprisingly, yeah. if mm. this was RTD or, or Moffat, there would be it would have been a, she's a fixed point in time yeah you've got to protect her but yeah. Chibnall clearly isn't doing that no but it, still that's sort of just a convenience isn't it it's it's almost like she's gone back to the human race's children and they have to learn the lessons themselves parents the parent can't tell the child mm. not to be racist the child needs to learn not to be racist it's it's almost that element to a degree yeah that's an inconvenient excuse the scriptwriter can say but if this is a, was an alien world yeah if I Century's yeah. time, yeah. she wouldn't have any compunctions about no. trying to do something to change people's minds about this stuff. Yeah. But of course, because it's real history, she can't. Yeah, you can't. She can't do that. But yeah, uh, yeah. and that's the only problem, which is why you can't do this sort of thing very often. Because no, no, it does weaken the doctor. It does. Mm-hmm. But for a good reason here. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to complain too much, but uh, it did feel frustrating. I wanted her to do something. <laughs> yeah. One, one thing can't. I did like was the move and counter move by you know, the protagonist yes. and the antagonist. Yeah, you know, making sure the driver's off and going fishing, or as I say, yeah. putting up notices at all the bus stops saying the service is suspended. Yeah. Some fun stuff there, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> With uh, Graham and uh, and Ryan going <laughs> to see the driver down <laughs> yeah. down where he's yeah, fishing. How are you doing, bruv? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing I'd like to point out, which struck me during, is also the incidental music for this. Mm. It was very period. You had you rules and was. Yeah. But also you had a very period lone trumpet. Mm. playing yeah i wasn't particularly keen on that myself every time rosa parks looked in anything in particular there's suddenly this fanfare came along <laughs> overdoing it a little I, bit i didn't actually notice it it, it grated on me a bit a little too often it, every time she did anything you know even minorly remarkable maybe is this, this trumpet thing <laughs> happening <laughs> <laughs> That's the, you know she had this guy that followed yeah, around, 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 around yeah. the <laughs> every the time she did something I think you could understand what's going on here without yeah, the need for the music fanfare here because being accentuated and in terms of the set... A set. The yeah, location in Cape Town. I've been there. I was there yeah, in February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did look very much like how... I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't live in America, so I don't know what Mississippi was it? No. Alabama. Alabama, Alabama. Yeah. town. But it, 
it kind of looked like what I expected a 1950s, yeah, 1950s America town yeah. to look like. I've not been to 1950s America, but <laughs> I can tell you it looks really? like parts of Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Cape Town. Yeah. yeah. At least it wasn't... Um, I'll say at least it wasn't Cardiff. That's disgraceful things to say, and I do yeah. apologise. But just as people probably got fed up with stuff always filmed around London, I was getting a bit fed up with the whole universe looked like Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. In fact, there are a couple of locations I'd been to without realising they'd filmed there. I would have taken photos of me being there. You if took I'd enough realized. photographs the last time. I, I knew they'd yeah. filmed at that uh, place where they got kicked out of. The, uh, yeah. the, yeah. the pub, pub thing. Bar. And so I took photos of myself there. Um, but yeah, there also there's the bit where Ryan gets slapped. Yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. there. And that's just by the Parliament building. Right. You might just see a white building probably to the left. Mm. That's one of the Parliament buildings. It's like the European one. It moves yeah. around. I think there's two or three. There's there, there's Joburg. So it's quite interesting to have been, been there. And an interesting place for them to film this mm. particular episode. Because, of course, mm-hmm. South Africa, famous yes. for racism. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think when, yeah. when the photos were sneakily released and people knew it was in South Africa and there was the signs up saying no blacks, a lot of people assumed that it was actually supposed to be set in apartheid South Africa. We no. didn't know it was actually apartheid America, so to speak. In effect. <laughs> in yeah. effect. Uh, yeah, probably about 200 metres from where Ryan was slapped. There's the old courthouse mm. in uh, Cape Town. There's still out the front of the doors, either side of the front doors, there are a bench either side of it. One says white only, one says black only. Mm-hmm. And it's still there now, these benches. Yeah. Obviously, they're not enforced. Yeah. No, yeah. but just as a <laughs> historical monument. Of- uh, there's a photo of me lying on the black only bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wonder how difficult it would have been for them to film in Alabama. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. in South Africa, they're very keen anti-racism now. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, they would have been keen for it to be Bend filmed. Over backwards, but not that there isn't a heck of a lot of racism still in South Africa. Yeah. But um, I suspect it might not have been so easy because it is, as we've said, it was a good one to watch, but it's a hard one to watch as well. It, it's one thing if you're basing a story about segregation, but you're in another country. It's another thing if you're highlighting Your an issue of segregation history, yeah. and in the place where it actually happened and there will be people that were alive then that could remember it etc etc it might have just been a little KK members yeah Yeah, I'm sure it might have just been a little bit too close to home for the the locals for the council and that kind of stuff to wash and and I get that I totally get that you you don't want your dirty laundry aired in public necessarily Mm. But yeah, a really brave thing mm. to do. And mm. uh, yeah, oh, wow. perhaps one of the more important episodes of Doc 2 for a long time, mm. I don't know, yeah. in, in some ways. And it's also nice to see where it is looking at an event from history. It was a non-European piece of history mm. for yeah. a change. Yeah. Not the fire of London, <laughs> not the <coughs> French Revolution, not the Viking invasions in 1060. Mm. Yeah, no, well, a lot of, that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them have been sort of like London or England or Europe. Based. Yeah. This was nice to see one that was outside of Europe. Yeah. Now, dear listeners, we're going to play a quick game. Oh, I like games. Adam <laughs> has gone out and bought a game called Geek Battle. And as Geek we're Battle. sensible bunnies, we're not going to play it in the way it was designed at no, all. No, no. <laughs> so there's a series of questions. One of us will ask the question and the other three will try and guess the answer. So, Monsieur El Presidente, would you like to give us the category and your question? Right, first category then is sci-fi and fantasy. Oh, okay. Ooh. And my first question being... 
Which arcade video game inspired director Steven Lisberger to film Tron? Ooh. You should know Ooh, this one. Yes. This um, should be your up your uh, I have alley. no idea. I've so got, we'll I've got t- four but... options. Are you on them? Yeah. Option A is Pong, mm. B is Tetris, C is Computer Space, and D is Tempest. Ooh. Uh, uh. Got it? <laughs> yeah, go on, I think it's Tetris. No. Oh. No, it's Pong. It is Pong. Yeah, Disc Battle, so. Pong inspired. It's got a lot to answer for. Doesn't it just? (laughs) Mm, I'll go next. Right. Give us the category. What colour is it? It's yellow. Right, comic and video games. What Gary Larson single panel comic often featured dinosaurs, aliens, and talking animals? The Far Side. Yep. I have a, I have a few down Just because I bought you the book. You did. <laughs> right. So the next question comes from Science and Technology. All right. What is the largest animal that ever lived? William Shatner. <laughs> he has his own gravitational field. Is it Anyone that watches QI Blue should whale? Get, yes. uh, <laughs> ever lived. The mm. blue whales. So two. Right. Geek life. Oh. Mm. Apple CEO Steve Jobs. Mm. How old is this? <laughs> Not anymore. He's known for wearing what colour turtleneck? Black. Yes. Mm. Killed him in the end. Yeah. What, the jersey? Yeah. Overdosed on black. Suffocated. Suffocated. By his own turtleneck. El Presidente's in romping ahead here. <laughs> Whose turn is it now, then? Yours. My turn. Okay. Back to sci-fi and fantasy. In Basar Galactica, the crew of the Galactica swear like a bunch of fighter pilots. What's their most often used curse? Frack. Frack. Frack it is. Hmm. Comic and video games. In 1982, Atari manufactured 12 million Pac-Man cartridges for its Atari 2600 game systems. Uh How many Atari 2600s had been purchased at that time? 10 (laughs) 10 million, 12 million, 14 million or 16 million? 10. 10 million. 14. 12. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like the look of that face. <laughs> it should be less than the number of cartridges. So right, yeah. Hang on, sorry, I, t- I turned two cards over and I was going <laughs> to... The answer didn't match the question. Right, you said... 10 million. You said... 12. And you said... 12 million. Unfortunately, El Presidente is right, yeah. 10 million. I know they produced more cartridges than they had sold yeah. consoles at that point. They were that confident that they would sell more consoles. That's it, it didn't. It was not a great port. Oh. Hmm. Right. Science and technology. Mm-hmm. Right, a wireless network uses what kind of waves to communicate information is it a microwaves b sound waves c heat waves d radio waves i'm saying heat waves that way you can cook your sausages at the same time i'd say microwaves Mm, radio waves it is radio waves wireless communication is similar to two-way radio communication Hmm. In the big Lebowski, Lebowski, Lebowski. thank you. In the big Lebowski, Mm -hmm. what did the dude take from the big Lebowski's mansion in compensation? Never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I'd say a bowling ball. Do we have a choice? Nope. Car? (laughs) Nope. His wife? Nope. A rug. Okay. Okay. Well, if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to go and watch it now. Yeah. (laughs) It is what I'd be meaning to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very strange film by all accounts. And that was Geek Battles (laughs) as one 
Outright by El Presidente. <laughs> Chief Geek. <laughs> we all pray in front of you. So it's a bit like... Um, geek Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit, yeah. Yeah. We're back again with part the third of our ongoing Doctor Who review. This time... Arachnids in the UK. I like that. that. Doctor Who review. (laughs) It's almost worthy of you. Indeed. If your name's Siobhan Galishon, you're probably watching this from behind the settee. (laughs) (laughs) Siobhan or Gary Russell. (laughs) Quite a few people seem to have quite a bad problem with this one, actually. You see, I don't like spiders. I... Not a spider phobe, as in I'd burn the house down. Mm, yeah. They have their place, and it's not near me, and it's not in my house. We have an and unspoken Jim, agreement. They yeah. stay away from me, and I stay away yeah, from them. Exam- for example, it's the spider here. He's up there comfortably in the... He's moved! He's moved! Where is he? <laughs> That's it. And, and generally, And you just see them out the corner of your eye. Yeah, generally, I don't like looking at spiders or anything else. This one... Did nothing for me. <laughs> I should have been. I, I I don't know why, but I still find the spiders. Boris was a bit more than these oh, ones. <laughs> so anyway, arachnids in the UK. So, so finally, the doctor gets them back home. Yeah. Mm. After how long? We yeah. wonder. Well, I don't <laughs> know. Only gone half an hour though. Oh. Yeah, but enough for big finish to do some stories well, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Yeah. Some novels we fitted in yeah, there to um, slot in the gap. So who thought Planet of the Spiders? Yeah. <laughs> I was sort of waiting for the old great one to turn up, but Mm, interestingly and coincidentally, I thought of the Green Death more. Yes, Yes. absolutely. I said as much on Facebook in fact. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's Green Death. Yeah, we'll see another spider without boss and the computer system and the Mm, robot. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's got more of a foot in Green Death than yes. it has in same cause, really. I would have liked her to have referenced Meta Metabilis Metabolis. 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 Sorry, Metabilis three. I'd like to have referenced that at one I point. I have very fond memories of that scene. <laughs> yeah, all the stagehands throwing various things at the TARDIS and whacking it with lengths of rope you know, disguised <laughs> as tentacles. Yeah. And the flying feet. Yes, <laughs> yes. none yes. of that. Here, unfortunately, mm. unfortunate. <laughs> much better effects. If nothing else, uh, yeah, a lot better. I, I was mm. impressed with the CGI yes. spiders. Oh, oh yeah, myself. And I know there... you're, you're, you can be fairly okay. cynical, but yeah, no, I, I liked. Wasn't there a rich vein of irony with the spider erupting out of the bar? Oh yes. <laughs> Normally, you turn the tap on to flush them down there. No, this one no. came back with a vengeance. No. <laughs> I quite liked that first scene of the Doctor saying goodbye to them. Almost. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit awkward. Not wanting them to go, but yeah. not telling them, asking yeah. them to come along. Yeah, saying, what are you going to do now? Yeah. Just go off on your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. And you they're asking you for, in for yeah. tea. You can come around for tea. Oh, yes, tea! <laughs> <laughs> and we finally get a little bit more backstory for Yaz. I, I yeah. witness her family. There was some mention in previous episodes about a, a sister trying to force her out so she could get the bedroom. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, we see yeah. the sister, yeah. But we... Yeah, that that comes in more into effect now. Finally, we do see a bit of Yazu's family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a bit more for her to do, really. Yeah. She hasn't had a great deal to do in the previous three. So it's good that she's getting a bit of a showcase. Yeah, the stick. To a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. With her mother, particularly. (laughs) And I'm sure she can't be fired like that in this country. 
Yeah. Even if it's an American owner. Yeah. There's employment laws in this country. You can't just fire people. You, you can't. In the real-term situation of, yes, he could stand there and say, you're fired and she yeah. could be in shock and phone up mm. and all the rest of it. That whole rest of it you've and, got to sort out afterwards. And, and, <laughs> and looking for uh, who that particular character seemed to be based on. Seemed to be. <laughs> yes. I don't think that would occur or matter to that character. No, the, yeah, clearly he was Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, all that was missing was the dodgy hairstyle. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't think he was Donald Trump because he's going wants to run for president no, in twenty twenty. He's the Donald Trump replacement. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, he was a Trump esque character yes. yeah. yeah oh completely completely even Shh. down to the hand waving I, I noticed that earlier sort of the hand uh, okay. you know my hand motioning his tiny hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was thinking that when he was washing them in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah a weird character he didn't seem to serve much purpose particularly Not but really yeah, he got bumped off comic hmm. relief he didn't get bumped off no, he, no, he didn't even get bumped off he, he just vanished out. yeah he end, walked out the... if i do have a problem with this episode it is that it just ended if, if, yeah it, it oh finished. that's right yeah because yeah, so he shot his yeah shot his bodyguard in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. 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 Funny, I was thinking about that to an extent. That's what the character does. It's for someone else to sort out. The scientist lady is not going to go to the press and say what's happened because if she does, her entire lab's going to be shut down when the public figure out that it was all their fault that these spiders got loose. So she's going to go back to work and they're going to very quietly make sure everything is destroyed and this whole pit is burnt down to the ground, filled in with concrete and no one's going to actually mention it to anyone. So it would be resolved, but you're not going to want to make a fuss about that because literally all of that research Search and everything else that they were doing would just get instantly... It would be resolved, I, I acknowledge that, but it, the story wasn't finished satisfactorily. No. no n- justice was not seen to be done. No, absolutely no. He just he was there one second, he shot the spider, mm. then then... Then legged it. Mm. Yeah, that was it. After all the terrible things he'd said and done, no comeuppance at all, yeah. um, the implication he'd get come back, maybe, but it doesn't seem like a character's worth bringing back. Mm, no, not really. I, no. I have to say that that's very much like the original series, that you you often had characters who were bad guys or what have you, and the, 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 the situation was resolved, and we never you never see them get fired from being you know in the office or anything like that. We've, we've often had characters where you resolve the situation, but that minister is still a minister as far as we're aware. I don't that, think... I have to was, disagree. They often get killed off. They, 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 <laughs> there, there is some form of justification or comeuppance for maybe not the villain, but certainly the buffoon, the, the in, idiot. In mm. the episode Dalek, yeah, the collector, the yeah, millionaire Staten. collector. Staten. Yeah, Staten. First Staten, and yeah. And so thought, well, he lost his mind and sort of, he was told to sort of dump him somewhere like sort of Staten yeah. or Seattle or sort of yeah. Spokane. <laughs> somewhere with an S in it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he got like, his comeuppance mm, there. Yeah. Arguably, his second in command should also have got some kind of comeuppance, but, you know, it's a, mm, yeah. this is an episode from over a decade ago. But, um, mm. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's probably my least favourite of the, the season, mm. just because it did feel like it wasn't resolved properly. Uh, what happened to the spiders in the end? Just mm. left in that panic room to, yeah. to starve to death. Yeah. That's not a particularly humane thing to do either, is it? Yeah, They're I, spiders. Yeah, yeah, I have to admit, there was, there was two things there that got me, is that the Doctor didn't want them killed but as you say locked them in this room to live out their life where they're going to starve to death which doesn't strike me as very much humane then you've got the queen spider who is basically 
dying of, of asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, he killed her. He shot her. He did the right thing for the wrong reason, yeah, so Robertson, to speak. Yeah, kind yeah. of. It, it was probably more humane to shoot that queen spider and kill her quickly because you weren't going to save her. You couldn't shrink... The doctor couldn't shrink her down or anything else. There wasn't any way of saving that queen spider. She was going to die very slowly of asphyxiation. She was in yeah. in pain. Mm. So, as I say, he comes in and shoots her and I say, it was the right thing for the wrong reason. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought this was the, the weak... This isn't kill the moon. <laughs> this is kill the moon. That's spiders too, kind but, of. Yeah, but this is the weakest story yeah. so far. I was looking forward to being frightened. I was looking forward to being unnerved because it has spiders in it and the rest of it. And I found spiders meh. Um, <laughs> and it was an okay story. I liked the fact that we saw Yaz. I liked the fact at the end of it, they want to be with the Doctor. Yeah. She hasn't mm. kidnapped them. They've actually, all three <laughs> of them have come back and said, we want more, we want more. And there's aspects of that I was going to cover in the next bit. But other than that, if this is the weakest that we're going to get, it's I can not, live with the weakest it's not too stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's some nice character moments in there. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly again with Graham. Yeah. Mm. I, I'd, I'd like to point out the um, the scenes where you have... Uh, what's her name? Grace. Grace. The scenes where you had oh, Grace in. gorgeous. But the fact that she's shown out of focus. Mm. For the most except, part. Except the one shot when she's in the mirror. Yes. But all yeah. the other times the focus is on Graham and she is a blur behind him. Yeah. yeah, that was well done. And now explains why she was a recurring character. Because yeah. we all wondered, yeah. after she was killed off, is she going to come back? She is. And it feels like that isn't the end of it either. No. no. He doesn't feel like he had that resolution no, he, to her he's, character. He's still he's, in grief. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So where that means we're seeing that sort of imagination, yeah. flashback-ish flashback, sort yeah. of way, again, or if we will meet her in the past, yeah. I don't know. But it feels like it's open for her to come back one way or another. And Yaz, the sister thinks she's straight, the mother thinks she's gay. <laughs> yeah, 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 because yeah. Yeah, uh, the sister paired her up with Ryan while yeah, the mother paired her up with, with the doctor. doctor. And the doctor <laughs> wasn't entirely sure of her. <laughs> yeah. Are we going out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I think might be down to being the doctor misinterpreting. Yeah. She yeah. was quite socially awkward in this one. Yes, mm. yeah. It's her first domestic, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. since regenerating. Yeah, first interaction with lots of humans. We've had stories, as we say, with Van Staten, where you've had a powerful character and you've got the doctor. And unlike most other characters who very quickly figure out Okay, that that he's in charge. Back down. In this one, you had that same confrontation. Well, who are you? She's in charge, but he still pushed yeah. it like Van Staten, um, which I quite like. But they didn't do it in. And this is the thing. This is going to be one of the things that's that's turning that's turning me, darlings. That's turning me. <laughs> is my concern was they would write the doctor girly or they'd write people's reactions to her yeah and his reaction to her was the same was written as the same reaction that character would have had to a male doctor and that's what's starting to sell me that 
that they're not writing it in any different way. That was my big concern. Van Staten behaved to Eccleston's Doctor in pretty much the same way as this character behaved to... In, in she terms... wasn't stripped half naked. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in terms of the way she's, that they're talking to her that he's not accepting her being in charge, but he's also not belittling yeah. the character. It'd mm-hmm. been very easy to, to start, be, oh, oh, we've got a woman so we can mm. do it from this angle. And they have not gone down that that slope at all. I like the fact he says who's putting her in charge and they all said yeah, we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of them yeah. decided the doctor was in charge, which was quite nice, I thought. But yeah, it's an interesting concept and this is another episode where the protagonists are domestic. Yeah. No Rosa, it's a mm. it's a human. We're assuming it's an Earth Earth human. It's, it's not a bugle eye. It's not a you know a Google eyed alien. It's he, a human. Humanoid. Why yeah. would he be racist yeah. against particular? And you know, like, you suspect his heritage is from Earth somewhere. Here yeah. we've got some homegrown spiders. They're not alien spiders. They're not, They're not Metabelis yeah. three mm. spiders or anything else, which nope. were homegrown spiders. I know, mm. but so again, we've got two stories now where there's been no. Alien yeah. influence mm. outside the Doctor. Yeah, ah. the, the, the bad yeah. guys, for want of a better word, have been domestic. Mm. Yeah, true. Uh, in the, the race in the Ghost Monument, they were technically alien. Yeah. Although they didn't look it. No. They didn't no. act it. Humanish. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, so far we've had one... We've had, we've had Tim one Shaw. alien, Tim Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't get a mention. No, fact, not this time round. There wasn't much this time round to, to link this to anything no. previously, is there? I don't think. They've we saw had... the old psychic paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Mm-hmm. We know we know we've had they've had more adventures in the meantime because mm. Yaz well Yaz says she saved my life yeah. several times. Oh, okay. So obviously there's been something's happened. There's, they've yeah. been having more than it's not three flights. Well, because they keep saying you keep trying. This is what the thirteenth time. Yeah, last last uh, episode, it was the uh, according to the doctor, it was the ninth time. Though according to Graham, it was the fourteenth. Yes, yeah, true. Doesn't mean they necessarily got out and didn't think. Yeah, it? yeah, but yeah. they've done landings. Yeah. yeah, and the doctor saved Yaz probably a few times on the desolation, depending on your point of view. At least so. once. And saved uh, everybody on that little ship, the three yeah. of them on that little ship. So at least twice there. Yeah. But so I, anyway, I, yeah. There's a closeness to them that I think's only developed over mm-hmm. having some little adventures yeah. in between times. Maybe. But yeah, I liked the scenes with, as you say, when Graham went back to the flat, to the house. Mm. I don't think Graham is going to survive. I won't say it's going to survive. I I would like to see Ryan not come back to Earth. I don't want them to seek to kill off Ryan. I'd like to see Ryan's character become a bit like Turlow, a leader somewhere, or or that kind of thing. Because the character's developing. He's not stupid, but he's got the disadvantage of dyspraxia and he's got the disadvantage of his colour, I hate to say it, still in this, you know, in this day and age. The character, the Ryan that's going to land back here at the end of these adventures is not the Ryan that's going to sit comfortably into the pigeonhole he's got. Mm. I really think that the character's growing enough that I would like to see, for the first time in a long time, them actually have a character who voluntarily stays, a bit like Mickey, mm. in mm. another place. Maybe. And I'm wondering if Graham's going to stay with him, because Graham's... Yeah grieving and he's got nothing here we still have the outstanding question of again mentioned uh, ryan's father yeah Mm -hmm. which i did like is the letter yeah the letter the small progression for ryan's character is 
uh, the the line, "Welcome back to your true family, come home." Mm. Yeah, and so that's not my true family. That's but yeah. that's also the, the way they've it. changed though, because you've got that scene on the boat and at the beginning scene where go to your, your granddad, he's he's Graham, yeah. and you've got the scene on the boat, sort of like I'll look after you, and then he's got the letter from his father to go home to his true family, and his true family is now Graham. Mm. Or the, the doctor, doctor, the doctor, yeah. in it. but it, it's it's yeah. a, a slight mm. change from you just happen to be the person that's married my nan, yeah. to someone that he's emotionally going yeah. closer to. Yep, yeah. interesting see where it all goes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's the only one that's obviously got a reason to come back. Yeah, and to Earth. Yeah, she's got a job. She's got a family. Family. That's right. Yeah. Ambitions on Earth, mm-hmm. but also desire to go off and have adventures. I and think, I do I'm like not, the fact think, that they all three turn yeah. up and come volunteer. I'm not, not sure if it's ambitious ambition to go for adventures but ambition to test herself yeah. to yeah. push herself yeah. yes yeah maybe well we shall see be a couple more next time to talk about mm-hmm. indeed and then we'll be more than halfway through the series yeah and now ladies and gentlemen a quick reflective roundup over these past three episodes. Okay. <laughs> a podcast some time ago, I did a little speech. I got on my soapbox. <laughs> she did. It was fun. She almost fell off. Wow. I did. And some of it I still hold to. Okay. I have to say. I do think, and this is nothing against Jodie Whittaker or anything else, I do think it's a shame that we've lost a strong, good, and I mean good as in G-O-O-D, good guy, good male role model. There aren't that many. And I hope that this doesn't mean we have female-only doctors. That aside, my biggest concerns were that they would be making a female doctor for the sake of it. The writing would not be able to do it justice and if it had been under Steve Moffat I think it'd have been crap sorry yeah. for everyone that likes Steve Moffat but he just doesn't write for women my fears you don't, don't, don't need to write for women as a doctor but that's <laughs> it he would he, he, no he can't write for females he would have turned the doctor into a woman nah, I don't I think don't he, he I, I, don't I, I don't think he could but having said that I like the way they've done the doctor and I am really pleased they are writing for the doctor they're not writing for a woman they are writing for the doctor and they're not writing for other characters to see her other than as the Doctor. I think Jodie's wonderful and it's I've got carried into it. I find it very much... This is more like the original series than any of the past two um, showrunners. There's mm. lots of elements mm. of this that so remind me of the original series. Simpler almost, stories. Simpler stories. It's almost like they've taken the original series and updated it, and which is probably one of the other reasons why I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And for the first time in a long time, I am looking forward to the next episode oh. at the end mm. of each week. It's been a long time. <laughs> since. I, I have to say, unfortunately, the Steve Moffat era for me was a bit like the latter part of the J&T Colin Baker era. It had to be endured because there would be change are coming soon <laughs> but no I'm I'm thoroughly loving it and in terms of the characters Graham is the best of the lot mm. and I like the fact that they're actually writing the characters to all have a role there's no twisting ankles getting kidnapped ending up in jail it'd have been very easy mm-hmm. to have Ryan arrested in 
the Rosa Parks story. That would have been the easy cop-out. Get Ryan arrested. We've got one of the characters out of the way. They are finding concrete good roles for all of the characters mm. through the stories. And therewith endeth my lecture. <laughs> Three minutes left, 15 seconds. <laughs> I have a lot to agree and I have a lot to disagree with yep. what Jean said. Me but too. We're not getting mm. into it here. <laughs> I would just like to say, personally, I think Graham is the heart mm. yeah, of no, the show yeah. so far. Surprisingly good. Surprising. I If I ever see him, I owe Bradley Walsh an apology. Yeah. <laughs> I really I was, do. I was assured he would be good, and I'm glad he is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's only seen him as the game show host, yeah, don't you? Yeah, not the yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. From my point of view, I mean, it's not writing for a female doctor or a male doctor. The doctor has always been a very androgynous character mm, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jodie Wataka's um, regeneration was mercifully short, and the trauma that followed was very sort of mm. short. Yep. So we could dive straight into the action, as yeah. opposed to David Tennant, who spent most of the episode lying in bed <laughs> with a tangerine in his dressing gown. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to have the Scooby going around her as well, mm. they all have their own sort of separate strong characters, their own reasons for being there. Graham is you know, he's still very sort of he's still grieving. Ryan sort of I feel there is there will be a very strong ending for the character, as you say, whether it will be off planet or he'll go off on his own or something like that. But Yaz, she's pushing pushing her boundaries at the moment. Mm. Alright, she's a PCSO, but so I don't think she wants to be. No, she's not a PCSO, she's a probationary police mm. officer. Well same difference, yeah. A PCSO is no police <laughs> yeah. officer. They're a community sport but yeah my concern was always going to be the writing yeah Yeah. i assumed i would never have a problem with jodie whittaker and indeed i don't i think she's doing a great job uh the other characters are doing great jobs too i'm not sure there's enough story to go around for three companions for the most part they all get their little bits to do but i think we should probably have one fewer companion i'm not saying any one of them in particular doesn't belong there yeah they're all they're all good you you, you won't say which one doesn't yeah Yeah, i don't just i wouldn't want to lose any of the three of them yeah (laughs) but if i were to build it from scratch i think two companions is probably enough given the story we've got yeah yeah one other thing i must say not since the days of uh, john pert we have we had a lot of earthbound adventures and it's nice to see those back Mm. Yeah, seventy-five percent. Yeah, I mean, with the exception of the ghost monument. I mean, yeah, that's true. I've no idea what the next one is. Yeah, my my issue is the writing to an extent. It's not bad, but I can see they've taken some criticism which has been levelled at Moffat in particular about overly complex plots, and they've run with that and they've simplified them a lot. Mm. For me, it's a little too simple for the most part, particularly given they've extended it to fifty-minute episodes, up from forty-two yeah. to forty-four. That, for me, I think they should have not dumbed it down quite so much, given the extended running length. I thought it might get better over weeks three and four, but it's not really. The villains are still paper thin. But we'll see where it goes. Uh, Maybe we're just trying to ease people in. I hope so. (laughs) Because right now, we do have a villain problem, I think. Crasco, he was a rubbish villain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he, he set up a good story. But as villains go, not particularly interesting. Tim Shaw... He's just the predator, but not as interestingly done. And he's going to come back, is he? I don't see the need if he does. Yeah, the spiders, they're the spiders. They they didn't have any super intelligence. There was no agenda to them. They were just doing what they were doing. There was no great threat to them. They were just spiders doing what spiders do. So I'm hoping for stronger stories. I get what you're saying. And to some extent, I agree with you. However, the viewing figures don't. And the viewing figures are higher now than they have been for a while. Now, some of that I would have put down to the novelty element. It has dropped off a bit. It has dropped off, but not much. The novelty element will run for the first one, possibly the second one. 
when you're still there in the third and the fourth one. So maybe the sim- simplistic element is what people are enjoying. I I think that's one of the reasons why Steve Moffat got on my nerves to an extent, is <laughs> you had these lovely complicated plots that weren't. I have yet to find anyone that can actually, without going, tiny why me, explain Pandorica. And how vote and how um, River Song is around to actually provide the book, considering everything's reset and she's not born, etc., etc. Some of the com- some of the the plots were so complicated they kind of like tied themselves up in knots. And maybe that's what some. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it for the fact it is each individual episode that if it is a subplot, it's a bit like Bad Wolf. Maybe that's what more generally public of wanting to see and enjoy i don't know i mean the figures are, are showing at the moment but no I, I, I don't know i get what you mean by some of them aren't as strong as what we have seen in the past but i'm thoroughly enjoying them oh yeah they're still good for what they are but uh, i am hoping for some more meat on the bone but we shall see maybe they'll build up that in season two mm. once they've got their feet under the table and know what their boundaries and what they can get no daleks yet yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> i like the daleks but they are you want them in moderation. Mm, overused. They don't do a lot other than run around and exterminate things. There's only so much you can do with that. <laughs> Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Yeah. Thank you. We have feedback. I think we confused a few people because we did record a, a day early last <laughs> podcast. We have feedback from Pinky. Ah, hi. Pinky, Pinky. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my hearts, I love the new intro. <laughs> Not so keen on the crystalline TARDIS, but I'm sure I'll get over that. I do like the weird walls, though. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so pleased with the, you've redecorated lines. <laughs> uh, yes. Jodie has totally taken the role over and made the Doctor her own already, and I love her. <laughs> I still love Capaldi and Smith, Howdy. of course, and nearly all the others. But the Doctor is back! Also, she's your daddy. <laughs> I love that bit. Come the daddy. Oh, come the mummy. I'm going to have to find a way to watch episodes in Egypt. Oh. Mm. Ooh. Preferably in English and without adverts, you'll find a way. Although yeah, it would be a nice. massive welcome home to have several episodes yep. to catch up on, so not a huge deal. And I've still got a few episodes to see before I leave. Yeah. Have a lovely time you'll, in you'll Egypt. Love it. You're going to love, love it. it. I'm wondering how to make the theme tune into a ringtone. That would be be cool that gives me an idea i generally don't watch or listen to episode previews so i don't know what is coming up it's exciting it's it sunday yet no i'm your daddy (laughs) pinky thank you pinky thank you pinky yeah i too do not watch upcoming previews yes yes no idea but i had heard the name of this recent one rackers in the uk so i might be something to do with spiders spiders and probably in the uk we have another one here from pinky again hello hello Instant reactions to episode three of Doctor Who, Rosa. Mm. What a beautiful episode. The subject of Rosa Parks and the horrendous racism faced by people was quite sensitively handled, I thought. Obviously, I'm not able to comment from the side of a person of colour who may have different views, but I liked it. The villain was lame, but again, very fitting for Doctor Who. I like that the story focuses on our team rather than him. He's just the plot device, as it should be, not the other way around. 
<coughs> Impossible girl. <coughs> <laughs> yes. The new friends are becoming quite a team. They each have their strengths and are working together. Though I have to say, I hope that Yas and Ryan don't get paired off romantically. <laughs> it is possible for people to be really good friends and not want to shag. Mm. Doesn't happen around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and have I said lately how much love I love Witaka? Well, just in case. I think you mentioned it. I. <laughs> love Jodie's doctor and I just realised as I'm reading this back in my head with her accent <laughs> looking forward to what next week brings I'm something of a spoilerphobe yep. so all I know is that it involves the doctor looking through a letterbox because <laughs> that's where I stopped you know, before I knew too much yeah. even though I wanted to keep listening to that song wow just perfect I think that's enough oh, gushing yes. for now plus I need to go rinse the hair dye off TTFN be seeing you Pinky. Yeah, I presume you've seen that episode by now. Yeah, that is something I'd like to point out, that um, the trailers that I have seen really haven't given a lot away. Mm. You've just had the shots of them running down corridors or peering through letterboxes. Yeah, they've been very good with the trailers. Also, I like the fact they put they always put them after the closing yeah. credits. Yeah. Yes. Not just in two parts like it used to be. Yeah. Always after closing credits, so you don't have to ever have to worry about quickly run out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> You've got plenty of time to, to turn it off before the trailer comes on. Also, right. no cold opens. No, no, they've, they've lost the teasers, the mm. teasers before the credits. I noticed yeah. that last time. Right. Mm. Hello, staggering storytellers. Hello. Was, who's this from? Ah. Naya. Naya. Yeah, ah. hello, Naya. Hello, Naya. Hello, staggering storytellers. It was lovely to see you. Did you do, Naya? I had to throw in my tuppence worth about Rosa, an episode I faced with more than a little dread. Yeah. Usually the Doctor Puts History Back on Its Tracks episode are solidly based in British history. Yep. My faith in British writers getting American history, especially such a sensitive moment as Rosa Parks' protest, was pretty low. No. <laughs> I am very pleased to have been wrong. What worried me the most was the downplaying or ignoring the deliberate planning of her protest of the plot taking agency away from Miss Parks and Dr. King in favour of having the Doctor giving her an inspirational yeah. speech. Instead, her choice, her struggle and her impact were given its full due. Mm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I also thought the moment there that Graham was going to end up driving the fateful mm. bus. Yeah, I did yeah. as well. Trivia. Each state can send statues to the US Capitol building where Congress sits. Alabama sent one of Rosa Parks. Well, she is the only person depicted sitting. Hmm. Naya. That's good. Yeah, a few people express concern that it'd be the doctor and gang who put her up to it. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm very glad they didn't do that. If anything, I think she inspired Ryan because that little look she gives him at the end as she walks past. Yeah. It's almost she's looking at him saying, it's going to get better. Yeah. I'm glad also they didn't go down the route they did with Van Gogh mm. of showing her the future yeah. or giving her some kind of speech of, yeah, you're going to be remembered, you're important to history or that. I think that would have been bad as well. You can see why they'd want to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to give a hope that all yeah. the, the struggles are, are worth so we, something. We, we did but have that little speech, but it wasn't to her. It wasn't to her. To, She's yeah. completely oblivious to yeah. all of that, and that, that's how it should be. It's mm. up to her to do it for her own reason, not because she's been inspired to or anything like that, yes. Okay, we have one here from uh, mm, the Basket and Rygate. Mm. Hello, Mr. Mr. Rygate. Yeah, Basket and Rygate. Mystery person. Dire staggerers. Cast as I am as the impromptu antagonist of this gentle bi-weekly playground hair-pulling, I feel the draw of the nefarious has all but draped me in the cloth of evil ineffability. <laughs> what? 
I'm not sure that he's got that for source again. He has, he has, yeah. I mean, sure, I could come up with some suitably catchy catchphrases, underline any wicked schemes or evil doing, obliterate the oblivious. I could cackle, obviate the obvious. I could crowbar in, give him sufficient notice and a run up, observe the obverse. I could amateurishly anagram and at the same time verb a noun, apparently. But why is this my lot? Purple prose does not indicate a black heart. Weak puns do not indicate a weak mind. Although a weak off can lead to a weak off. Is it wrong to be annoyed when people pronounce schedule as schedule instead of schedule? Have I become that which, as a youth, I once mocked? Yours for Lornley, the grumpy old bugger of Banstead and Rygate. Harumph. P.S. Nope, we still don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, and there's another one here. Ear Staggerers. Have you read any of The Vinyl Detective by Andrew Cartmel? Yours briskly, straight to the point of Banstead and Rygate. A, B and C. P.S. I have. I haven't, but he, I'm told they're quite good. I've heard he good keeps, things. He keeps going. Oh, there's more, is there? No, this is another PS from Naya, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mm. The Vinyl Detectives, I'm, I'm told they're quite good. I haven't actually read them, but... Yeah, I'm told they're quite good. Again, I haven't read them either. Straight to the point of Banstead and Rygate, A, B and C. That is a pr- that is the title of a Prisoner episode. Yeah, A, B and C. Mm. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK, so we, the, we, is we a clue? know this is, is a clue? clue. This is a clue. It's like a little hunt. <laughs> right, we have another one from Naya. Or rather, we have a PS from Naya. A PS Naya. from Anadendum. PS, why running a country isn't like running a business. <laughs> a rebuttal for one of the lines in tonight's Doctor Who. I've been saying this since Ross... Perot. 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 You cannot run a country like you run a business. Yep. You can't rewrite the constitution to show your modern synergistic practices. You can't fire members of Congress who tell you no. You can't liquidate Louisiana for underperforming. A country is not a business. Yep. Naya. <laughs> so another one from Naya. Not feedback, but a discussion question. Question for the podcast. Between Rosa Parks and Mr Gunhappy Future President, mm. what is up with Doctor Who's sudden fascination with Americans? We're trying to sell you the programme and you're <laughs> investing loads of money into it. Have you not seen the shit? Sorry, the merchandise BB. See America piles off. You pay ten percent of our um, TV license, apparently. <laughs> really, as much as that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yes, there has been in the past couple of years been courting America. There was the Matt Smith couple of episodes. Oh well, yes, that was quite a long, long time ago now. But uh, yeah, set in America. Um, was any of Capaldi set in America? Mm, don't think so. Uh, Can't make you think of anything. I mean, I know J&T started the thing of America and Russell T very much took it over there. I can only assume it's because there is a growing fan base in America. So they want to do some inclusive. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not the only yeah, ones that have things invade us and go wrong. Yeah, but there I again, I mean, the, the fan base in America has been there since Tom Baker. So. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. And then to some extent... Well, it's pretty small back then, really. Yeah, but to some extent, one of the reasons why a lot of American fans seem to like Doctor Who is because it's not American that that makes sense because it's very much British British it's and, very and, and English. I suppose if it's being English but looking at things that happen in America it would still work but no I don't know yeah I'm not sure that the, the Donald Trump-esque uh, Robertson whatever his character's name was did any favours for uh, American viewing figures but no. <laughs> who knows <laughs> I think it depends on which side of the Trump line you sit and uh, um, that's a dis- that's a decisive I think that wasn't one. so much about courting America as just having a holding, bit of a laugh holding a mirror up yeah, yeah. 
We'll see if this continues. I, I doubt it will, this season particularly. We've also failed to do one very important thing. <gasps> We've covered oh. all the bases. We have done everything. We have been successful in our tasks. No, we haven't. What? one glaring omission. What have we failed to do? The last person that fought those spiders... And He's lost. over there. And lost. We were discussing the spiders in his presence and we didn't even have the decency to cover his ears. <laughs> <laughs> All hail Hello, the head of Pertwee. <laughs> Hello, various nebulas. And other things. Nazi <laughs> spark. Terence. The ashes of Grunhilda. Yep. Terence, good. Mm. good on you, Terence. Mm-hmm. Yep. And various inanimate objects. Yes, Graham is the original Graham. Yes. Mm. Not, not this new... Not this new... Pretender, bus driving Graham. <laughs> That's it. Did they name Graham after our Graham? Did, did, did Chibnall listen to our <laughs> podcast you and go? Know. Graham. That's a good That's name. That's a good name. <laughs> be frightening if you did. <laughs> right, so we have a quick bit of audio feedback here too. Ooh, from Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, staggering stories. And hello, Head of Pertwee. <laughs> I hope you're all doing very, 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 very well. It's me, Reese. Hello. Here hello, after Reece. a very, 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 very long absence. Long story short, I have had a very, very busy life. I'm saying very a lot. I have had an extremely busy life over oh, the past few years. I think one of the last times I wrote in consistently was when my son was born, mm-hmm. and that was nearly three years ago in December. It will be three years ago. So yeah. I've been really kind of falling off the face of uh, the podcasting world. I've also been falling off the face of keeping up with all the things I like. Doctor Who, for example, I've fallen behind on that, although I've, I've kind of caught up to see Jodie Whittaker. That's good. Wataka. <laughs> I've also fallen behind on all the other things, like the DC superhero shows and the Marvel Netflix ones. Anyway, I watch a lot of TV. Well, I like a lot of TV, but I've fallen behind on the TV that I watch. So uh, I've got to play catch up. That's hard enough to do with those shows anyway, because there are so many of them. But when you've fallen behind, it's it's even harder. So long story short, because I wasn't watching all the stuff that you were reviewing and a lot of movies... I also kind of didn't listen to your podcast. Oh, I'm very sorry, but I'm playing catch up now because I'm seeing all the movies Shame that I want to see you. and I'm watching the TV shows. And as I see them, I go back and I listen to episodes oh, of your wonderful right. podcast. So, uh, yeah. I'm back, and that story was actually quicker than I thought it was. I was going to give you a lot of excuses, but I'm just giving you the truth. I've been extremely busy. It's been really crazy, and I've fallen behind. But this year has been a year of catch-up. So when I say catch-up, I'm still in the process of catching up on your episodes, and you've managed to get to episode 300. Congratulations, guys. It's amazing. It really is. I've kind of been getting a little bit nostalgic thinking about it because in 2010 I was listening to it enough that I decided to do my own podcast, and that was eight years ago. Then I was listening to it long before for that but it's just ah it's a nostalgic journey this podcast because if it wasn't for this podcast I wouldn't have started mine years ago which I've since stopped and I barely ever podcast anymore except for the old one with Adam and Sandro at the end of the year yeah. uh, that we do regularly annually even mm-hmm. and the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast yeah. which uh, I, I guest on annually yeah. basically anyway yeah. I just wanted to drop by and just give you a heartfelt sincere thank you from the bottom of my heart It's it's meant a lot to be kind of well, basically growing up listening to you guys. Oh, <laughs> it's debatable about whether I'm actually grown up or not, but uh, anyway. Aging while listening to you that's, guys. Yeah, that's um, well, like I said, I, I started listening when I was young, and I was the, the young, nerdy kid, geeky kid, like I assume we all were, and yep. I was kind of the outcast. And then I, I found yeah. you guys, and without going on about it too much, I found a, a community with you guys, and Aww. it really helped me discover that, 
it's okay to like the things that I like and it's not terrible to not really be into sports and things like that. And uh, you gave me a really international community <laughs> and I met a lot of really great friends, none of whom I've actually met in person, but I've <laughs> met them on Facebook, like a lot of the team on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, but they weren't on the team when I met them. People like Andy Nunny and things mm, like that. Yes. And mm. just a whole lot of people that basically the whole Doctor Who podcast alliance I met through you guys and I did a few podcasts with and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's been really great. And um, without getting too serious, Uh-oh. within those years of listening to you, I've, I've grown up a lot and I've ended up having a child. But also one of the reasons why I was kind of the social outcast was like, I kind of put myself there without realizing it because I've got social anxiety and I've been diagnosed within the years of me listening to you guys. And uh, I also have depression and without getting too heavy and too serious and without I'm sure this might be uncomfortable to hear because you don't really think about this sort of thing when you're recording it. You just do it. You're just friends hanging out and you're recording. But you have a, a very big impact on people who listen, on that community. Like I said, it's this international community that you've kind of grown and developed and who've just gathered around you to listen to you, have fun as you sit there as friends. And it, it really means a lot and it brings a lot of joy and happiness to our lives. So I, for one, thank you very much. Thank and you. I'm sorry Thank I've been you. so absent, but like I said, I'm catching up on the movies and TV shows and everything that you review, and I'm catching up on you guys, so hopefully I'm around a bit longer. Yes. Now, I've gone on for a while, which <laughs> that's my trademark, basically. <laughs> uh, but I'll just quickly mention, because uh, we've had a new episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Not just a new episode, a new era. It's a yeah. soft reboot. Yes. Absolutely everything is new. And I really liked it. Awesome. I have to agree completely with Keith, where um, he said before you've seen it in episode 299 that he doesn't have an issue with Jodie. I've never had an issue with Jodie yeah. going into it, and now I definitely don't. I love her as the Doctor. She's amazing. Yep. And she's very Tennant, Eccleston, and Smith all in one. It's brilliant. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get a bit of Capaldi, and I'm sure we'll get a bit of uh, Sylvester McCoy too. In fact, I, could, I think I can already get that. And not just because she played with spoons. <laughs> no. Anyway, I'm sure we'll get other Doctors as well. We've only seen one episode. But I have always been concerned about Chibnall. Uh, he's just not a great writer for Doctor Who. Now, I haven't seen Broadchurch, but I have kind of been going, well, he created that and he produced that and that won many awards and a lot of people really yeah. like it. So mm. I think possibly I'll give him some faith. And I did like the choice of choosing Jodie because he worked with her. I thought that was very clever and strategic. So maybe he's going to be a great producer, not great writer. But so far, this was the best thing he'd ever written for Doctor Who or has ever written. And it was actually yeah. good in general, not just good for him. It was really great. I love the new characters. I thought their introductions were some of the strongest we've ever seen for car uh, companions. Mm. I mean, thinking back to 2010, uh, Amy Pons was really good. It was yep. uh, quite strong and unique. I've got to be honest, I've been going back and watching, and uh, as much as I love Karen Gillan, Amy has not aged well in Season 5. Her character improves and develops, but she's a bit weird in Season 5, to be honest. <laughs> but that doesn't take away from her introduction, which is really cool, really clever, and really fun. Uh, plays with time, which is the show should do. It's a time travel show. It's just really powerful. It's really good. And the stories, the introductions for the characters here, like Graham's story is so sad and yeah. just, ugh. Mm. Bradley Walsh was awesome. Just, yep. I love yeah. the characters already. The introductions are great. There's a lot I could say. I'll go in more in depth later on because, like I said, hopefully I'm here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there? I love the new music. Segan Akinola, mm. or yeah. however you pronounce his name. I feel really bad for not knowing yeah. it, but uh, I will learn it eventually. Sorry if you're listening, mate. But your music is <laughs> awesome. Um, has done a really good job. I love like the oh, yeah. horror chase theme when uh, Tim Shaw 
uh, was climbing up the crane. It's got this kind of really eerie, haunting music. I love the end theme. I can't wait till we actually get an opening theme. Although it was really cool to hear the Doctor Who theme when Jodie appeared. Yes. That sort of yeah, thing just yeah. isn't done yeah. anymore. The last time they did that was like Tenant's time in season two in The Impossible Planet or something like that when he uh, was thrown against the TARDIS and you got the hoo <laughs> We've got a bit more now. I'm really going to miss Murray Gold, but I do love what we've got so far. And yeah. Yeah. the show's about change, and he's been there for 13 years. Yeah. Uh, but something else I'm going to miss, in the same way I missed I Am The Doctor, is uh, the 12th Doctor's theme. Yes. I, that one really grew on me. I think very different sort of music to I Am The Doctor. I Am The Doctor is just yeah. beautiful. It's like a, a joyous, wonderful, quirky, fun piece. And A Good Man, a.k.a. the 12th Doctor's theme, is iconic and epic yeah. and grand and very Capaldi, very 12th Doctor, so very fitting that it was his theme. But I really, really love that theme. It's become very synonymous with Doctor Who for me. Um, and in the same way that I really missed I Am The Doctor when it left, I'm actually going to really miss that as well as Murray. But, hey, like I said, show's about change. Alrighty, I've waffled on enough already. Like I said, I'll give you more detailed feedback about my thoughts about Doctor Who and how it compares with the rest of it when we get more episodes and stuff like that. But for now, I just want to say once again, congratulations and thank you for the podcast. Reaching 300 is a huge milestone. I'm very proud of you all. I'm very proud to call you friends and uh, keep up the wonderful work. And also, if I leave feedback for things you talked about months ago, I apologise, but no that's problem. just me catching up. No anyway, have yourselves a wonderful time between now and the next podcast, and hopefully I'll speak to you then too. All right, guys, thank you very much. See ya. Thank you, Reese. Thank, thank you, Reese. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Great to hear from you. You've got a lot of good stuff to look forward to oh, if you catch up. Yes. Think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily our podcast, but all the stuff we've waffled mm. about. Yes. <laughs> And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Yay! Sorry, aww. (laughs) But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews, more who all and new. Not quite so much, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) But until that... A for Arachnid. Awesome. Ambitious. Adventurous. Algolgry. Algolgry. Alcohol-fueled. <laughs> Allegorical. Yeah. Thank you. Asinine. Alphabetic. Antelope. <laughs> of adventurousness. <laughs> Comes advancing towards us. This is me, Crumbly saying, bidding you. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Series 1, number 301, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the sites. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Now, where's my tea? Hold it there. Sorry, I've got a sniffle. <laughs> Do you want to make any noises? A fart or anything? You, know? you just see, I was holding on and it was a nice natural break. We, we had a blowing nose, a cough. Do you want to join in? I'd best not. <laughs> okay, follow go through. For, <laughs> yeah, go follow for through. That's just perverted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should I'm sitting next to him while he's doing that. <laughs> Right, so I want all you know, screams and running away from all of you. Okay. Pardon me, I have got the wind for some unknown reason, <laughs> so I will be burping at various points without any due, due notice. So I apologise in advance.
It's a good job counts, not eh? It's very small. Havati! Oh! I'm battling my geeks. Arachnids in the UK. Well, no, it should actually be arachnids in Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. It, apparently, the yeah, it's a pun on anarchy in the UK. It, no! Mm. Yeah. <laughs>